0: the john morris show your life on code this is a podcast for web designers and developers we talk about career advice industry trends motivation and yes sometimes technical coding if you hear something during the show that makes you want to leave a comment call 515-344-3163 and leave a message ladies and gentlemen john morris Welcome back, everybody. This is John Morris, and welcome back to The John Morris Show. It is Monday, April 7th, and in this episode, we are going to talk about stage number one of the five stages of coding career development. If you haven't listened to the podcast on those five stages, you want to head over to John, johnmorrisonline.com slash Show. And you'll see that episode in the list of podcasts there. You'll also be able to subscribe there. And if you have any questions, you'll be able to submit them to me there as well. Thank you for everybody who has already subscribed. If you haven't subscribed yet, please go ahead and head on over to johnmorrisonline.com slash Show and subscribe there so you do not miss out on any of the wonderful nuggets of wisdom being dropped in the podcast. So like I said, in today's episode, we're going to talk about step number one or stage number one, which is discovering your passion. And this is really what we're talking about is we are talking about your core value proposition. This is discovering the unique gift that you have to give to the world. Now, I believe that designing a good brand, and you all know kind of where I stand on branding as one of the key things that you're doing when you're an individual offering services. You really need to brand yourself personally uh, in a a really good way. So designing a good brand is ultimately tied uh, or intimately tied to designing a good business. You can't really have one without the other. And so a good business then meets the following criteria – First off, it's based around your greatest talents, around the things that you are really good at, around your strengths. You probably heard that before, that that you should design a business and a brand around what your strengths are, and you should really only do the things that are your strengths on a daily basis, and you should then outsource or just not do the rest of those things. Uh, the second thing is it's something you're immensely passionate about. It's something that you really care about, that that invigorates you every day, that you wake up wanting to do every single day. Because if you're not waking up to want to do the thing that you're doing, that you're going to spend the majority of your life doing, uh, then you're ultimately going to be very, very unhappy. And then the question is, what's the point? Why are you going to do this thing that's going to make you so unhappy? third it's extremely important to it meaning you value it uh again it's something that it it's it's centered around things that are are your core values that that matter to you uh that 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 uh really drive everything that you do and the third is that you have a you have a actually have a vision for what's possible with Uh, This particular thing that you happen to be doing uh, and that 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 you see how things could be and you also see very intimately and specifically How to go from where things are now to how they could be So collectively putting these all, all these things together We call this your core value proposition and so In this episode, we're going to talk about how to uncover your core value proposition or discovering your passion. And again, it's your unique gift to the world that you can give. And it's the arena in which no one can come close to competing with you. Uh, Again, if you've heard me talk about the category of one and setting yourself apart so much that when a potential client wants a particular, very specific service, that you are really the only option that they see well in order to do that you have to understand your core value proposition you have to uncover your passion uh, and you, you have to understand exactly what it is that that you uh are uniquely qualified to give to the world and then market yourself in that way so that you become that category of one now i want to tell a little bit of my story about this you may have heard some of this you know in the past but uh, when it comes specifically to to uh, me understanding more my core value proposition, when I first started out coding, I had no clue what it is that I really wanted to do. I mean, I I I just kind of fell into coding because I had really started out uh, over ten years ago now, and I was really interested in just the online marketing thing. And at the time this all happened, I was actually uh, stationed in Iraq. I was in the U.S. Army. I was in the reserves. And um, I I was stationed in Iraq. And it I had been interacting. The, the Internet was really still kind of new. This was, what, 2004-ish, that time period. And so the Internet was still fairly new. But there were people who were starting to pop up online and, and actually earn pretty substantial incomes on the internet kind of the early adopters and so I happened to be friends with one of those people um by just kind of pure luck really it it just so happened and so he was telling me about everything that he was doing online and it sounded really intriguing and the thing that really stuck for me was I as I mentioned I was I was deployed to Iraq and it was winding down to the time that we were going to be start start uh leaving Iraq and heading back home and the thing was, is I was in the middle of a divorce, uh, and so I was basically, I had no home to go back to, I, I had nothing to go back to, because, well, I mean, obviously I couldn't go back and live with my wife at the time, uh, because we were getting divorced, so I had no place to live, um, while <laughs> while I was gone, uh, we were actually... <laughs> Uh, we were saving money to uh, for me to be able to buy a car because when I left, I had a really beat, run-down car that basically was on its last leg, and while I was gone, it it pretty much went out, and so we'd been saving up money for me to be able to have a car when I got back. Well, when we decided to get divorced, she kind of had control of all that money, so that money uh, conveniently disappeared, uh, so I, I really had no money saved up. I had no car, and just before I left, I had quit my job, which was a sales career that I was really good at. You may have heard me talk about uh, my sales career and things I'd been doing. i had quit that job because I was, uh, I had just become disillusioned with it. And so I was searching for some sort of answer and I was trying to figure out what I was going to do. And so this guy had been talking to me about this online stuff. And that's kind of how I got into uh, the online thing is I, I was searching for what I was going to do when I got back Because again I was in the reserves So I didn't wasn't in the army full time I, I just got activated to be deployed And when I got back Because of some situations that happened while I was there I only had three days of leave Which is vacation in the army So I basically had three days From the time I landed back In the United States till I was no longer being paid by the army And I had to figure out What I was going to do Where I was going to live how I was going to get around, uh, you know, what I was going to do for a job and so forth. And so I was in a pretty bad place at that point. Um, And so this online thing seemed like uh, a good opportunity. And so I got into the internet mainly in that space, trying to uh, be an internet marketer, an online marketer. And because I had no money and because, you know, I I really had nothing to, to my name, I was building everything myself and it didn't take too long for me to figure out that I was better at building websites than I was at selling stuff online <laughs> and so that's what I, I, I eventually moved into and so I came into this whole thing really in kind of a desperation mode really no clue what I was doing had never taken any kind of course or ever even thought I would ever be a coder Growing up I was a football player basketball player you know I was into sports I went to college on a football scholarship um, I never finished etc cetera, etc cetera. so uh if you had told me then that I was gonna end up being a coder I would have it wouldn't even I wouldn't even known what you were talking about to be honest so I had nothing to go on when I when I came into this and uh so I had no roadmap no plan and one of the things that, that, again, as I talk about in the five stages, you know, I, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what path to follow. And so I, I just dove in and started learning all kinds of technical stuff. I never took the time to understand what my core value proposition was. Well, it became pretty clear after I had been doing all kinds of different things and become frustrated and overwhelmed. And, you know, I was good at it, but I just didn't really know what I was doing. That uh, I needed to get it figured out And one of the, again, one of the key things was understanding what my core value proposition was What my passion was um, And and, and trying to uncover that So uh, it became clear to me that I needed to do that And I started kind of going about trying to figure that out And I had a really hard time doing that I there just wasn't a lot of good information on how to do this kind of thing the stuff that was out there really didn't work for me because when I did it and I looked at uh, kind of the results of the processes that I had followed you know that it just didn't feel it didn't feel right to me it didn't feel like I thought it should feel when I would do this kind of thing and so I, I was kind of meandering around trying to figure this out and then again kind of by just desperation and pure luck i came across this four part process and i thought you know I'll, <laughs> i've tried everything else i might as well try this and so i came across this four part process and as i went through the process you know each kind of step i could feel it more and more that it really was emotionally connecting with me and i could tell that this was this was kind of the the process that 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 worked for me and so I I eventually kind of went through the entire process, and I was you know able to kind of uh, discover what my core value proposition was. And interestingly enough, when I did it, it was so obvious. I mean, it was <laughs> it's hard to imagine how I hadn't seen it before, but it was incredibly obvious once I went through it. And then as a result of of getting this figured out, it just it completely changed. My my whole business, my whole life Suddenly it became crystal clear to me what I should be doing And what I shouldn't be doing I immediately stopped doing all the stuff I shouldn't be doing And started doing the stuff I should be Oriented my entire business around those kind of core activities that I should be doing Only offered services that were in relation to those core activities uh, And as a result not only did I make basically double or triple my, uh, double, almost triple my income, it I was just a lot happier because I was doing things that mattered to me and doing things that I liked to do and doing things that I was good at and I could very easily execute on, which is really, really important. It's something that I think a lot of coders overlook, that there's so many different things that you could do, and we almost sometimes try to do the hard thing, Because we want to challenge ourselves and that's not a that's not a bad way to be However for long term for your business you need to do things that you can ultimately pretty easily execute on that for you Are super easy, but for someone else would be uh, Way complicated, so that's what I was able to do and I was just a lot happier I made a lot more money uh, and things just went a lot (laughs) Went a lot better so again, I'm going to share with you that four-part process and again uh, this is about identifying your core value proposition right so let's let's go ahead and dive into the the, the four different uh, parts of this process. All right so step number one or part number one in this four part process is uh, your greatest talents and keep in mind you can do these really in any order uh, it it doesn't really matter what order you do them in it, it you'll see at the end why but um, so the first one, is, again, your greatest talents. It's what you're good at. Now, this is probably where I differ a little bit from a lot of people who teach this kind of thing because they'll tell you that uh, it doesn't matter if you're talented at the thing that you're passionate about, right? That if you're really passionate about it, if you really care about it, then do it anyway and over time you'll become really good at it. And I actually agree with that. I I believe that to be true. But in this particular process, what we're doing is we're finding indicators of our core value proposition, things that hint at what our core value proposition is. And so in that context, it's actually really important uh, what you're already talented at. And the reason why is if you're already talented at something, there's a good chance that it's something that matters to you, that it's something you're passionate about, that it, it is a part of your core value proposition. And now it's true that just because you're talented at something, that doesn't mean that it's something you'll be passionate about. Uh, again, my my perfect example is, um, you know, kind of face-to-face direct sales. That's something I was really good at. Uh, I had a, my my career before this was that. And I was doing very well, and I was on the fast track uh, in the organization I was in, um, in sales. So I was really, really good at it, but I wasn't the kind of passionate about it that you need to be for that to be your career. Now, if you've followed me for any amount of time, you know that I probably, you've heard me talk about sales and marketing branding. I'm doing that now. So that is still a part of stuff that is important to me. But it's not my core passion. It's not the thing that drives me the most. And so, when I was doing sales in that way, it you know it wasn't I wasn't doing the things that were really core to me, and then using sales as a part of that. Um, I, I I was just doing sales, and I was I wasn't following anything that I was passionate about. I wasn't passionate about any of the stuff I was selling. So. Uh, You have to really look at it. There's some nuance there when it comes to looking at your talents. Still, though, uh, as a part of this process, just listing out everything that you're talented at uh, is a good exercise and is going to help you uh, when we get to the end of this and go about identifying the core activities that you should orient your business around. So what you want to do is you just want to look at things that that you're talented at, that you know you're talented at. That other people tell you you're talented at, or other people are constantly asking you to help them with, or whatever the case may be, things that you can identify that hey I'm good at this, um, and I'm naturally talented at at this kind of thing. So you want to uh, identify those things. Some of the things that you know really clicked for me are um, one I'm really g- good at learning new things, and that's really important for. Uh, a coder because the way the technology advances, uh, being able to learn new things and and learn how the technology is changing quickly uh, is very important. I was also, I'm good at kind of breaking things down and looking at things conceptually. And that also is very important for a coder because once you get past learning kind of all the fundamentals of coding and how to, all the syntax and functions and this, that, and the other. Building good applications really comes down to being able to look at things conceptually and kind of put a puzzle together conceptually in a way that makes sense. And so I've just always kind of been good at that um, and, and was something that, that was just a natural talent of mine. And so uh, that that those things were indicators that coding um, in general and then in some specific ways Is is the thing uh, that I should be doing Okay, so again, you just want to look at your talents and what you want to do And I want you to to actually follow along with this process I don't I don't want to just tell you about this stuff because it doesn't help you if you just hear it You have to actually do the work you have to do this So what I want you to do is pull out a notebook or a few sheets of paper And I want you to start by Listing five to seven things that you would identify as your greatest talents Okay, so the things that you are the absolute best at. It doesn't matter. Don't filter it at all. Don't filter based on whether it's practical as a career. Don't filter it you know, based on whether you think you can make money at it. Don't filter it based on anything. Just write down the things that you think you're really, really good at. Again, for me, a part of that list was learning quickly and Uh, Breaking things down conceptually Now if I were to have filtered my list And said well that's not practical To make money at that Those things probably wouldn't have made the list But they ended up being really important in me Identifying my core activities So uh, again don't filter the list at all Just write down the things that you think You're absolutely best at Alright so once you've got that written down Then part number two Or step number two Is your most burning passions and what I mean by that is, the things that make you emotional, the things that keep you up at night, that wake you up in the middle of the night, that you have to to, to write them down. Uh, it's things that make you angry when you see them not being done right, or things that make you happy, or you appreciate when you seeing them being done right. Um, it makes you maybe it's something that that makes you cry, or, or it has the ability to humble you, or push you beyond your limits. It's things that you connect with emotionally. Now, again, when you do this, you'll be, again, the immediate things that are going to come to mind for most people are, you know, your your um, your family, friends, maybe your faith and so forth. And those things are obviously very important. But we, we, what we want to focus on here are things uh, that are considered work-like activities. And so, again, we're talking about your legacy, your career, your life's work. So we're talking about really activities and things, activities that are, are, are work like that other people would think of as work. But for you, it doesn't really seem like work. Again, for me, coding is, is definitely one of those things. It's something that anybody else, uh, everybody around me always co- tells me I'm constantly working Um, And I even get a little grief from my wife because she says you're always working and everybody that knows me says you're always working Well, the thing about it is for me. It doesn't feel like work And that's why i'm doing it. it's something that I enjoy doing and so that's the kind of stuff that you want to Look at activities that are work related that most other people would think of as work um, But maybe you don't and so you want to again write those things down. What are the things that? Like that 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 make you emotional, that get you passionate now again for me um, the the things that I really or two of the things that I really came to were one that I like building things, and two that I like helping other people and so I then came kind of to the idea that my kind of core Uh, activities are helping or or building things that help other people and those are things that I'm really really passionate about and things that matter a lot to me and and get me emotional and what really clicked for me with this is when I kind of discovered this it helped me to see the projects that I would really struggle with and have trouble executing on versus the ones that just came easily and the, the the difference between the two was that the ones I was able to execute on easily, I had a connection to who that was ultimately helping and why and it and that resonated with me. And so I found it important the that's one thing I discovered as going through this is that it was important for me to connect emotionally with what uh who the thing I was building uh who it was going to ultimately help and why. And to, to kind of get an emotional connection with those people. And so that's one thing that I learned as a part of, of doing this. Is that I need to actually take the time to connect with the project emotionally. Uh, find out who it's for. And, and get to know those people. Not necessarily on a super specific level. But at least generally. Um, and, and get an idea of their problems and, and so forth. And and just just. Kind of, again, connect with the project on an emotional level. Because once I did that, then the the inspiration and the motivation were always there. And the thing that I was building, I had a lot better sense of why. And I was able to push through all of the different times when I would feel unmotivated or, or, or uninspired. right? And so, again, you just want to look at... Those things what are the things that get you emotional what are the things that you connect with emotionally that are kind of work related type activities and so again what you want to do is just on a the other side of the paper or another page in the your notebook or however you're doing it just go ahead and write down five to seven things that you connect with emotionally that that you find yourself passionate about that really uh, again resonate with you that you connect with emotionally uh, that are work related type activities. So just go ahead and write those down. Alright, now assuming you've got those written down, then the next step is identifying your core values. And the the idea here is that as you uh, go about engaging in the activities that, that matter to you, you will ultimately develop a perspective or a point of view. And your values are about what, really about what, it's what makes you an artist in in what you do. And I don't mean artists in terms of, you know, being a painter or a sculptor or whatever. I mean, adding a level of artistry to to the work that you do. I very much believe that coders are, or can be, artists uh, in the sense that the the way that they go about writing their code, I mean, there's you know, there's probably hundreds of thousands of coders out there who can all write very similar type applications. But what sets you apart, what makes you different is the way that you go about doing it. And that's all based on your point of view and your perspective. The The things that as you go about doing it begin to become important to you. So again, uh, I'll use myself an example as an example. And <laughs> it's kind of a uh, uh, self-fulfilling or a self-feeding loop, but for me, I value artistry. I value people who take the time to to think through what they're doing uh, and do it in an artistic way. Do it in uh, a way that is built on sound ideas and sound principles. Uh, and, and and put in the effort and you can when you see what they do you can you can almost feel the emotion their passion that has put been put into it uh, because they take so much time on fine details that most other people would think don't matter but to them they're vitally important and so that's one of the things that I've come to understand that I value and if I'm not when i'm working on a project if i'm not given the space to uh, be able to be an artist to be able to do things uh, from my point of view and my perspective again i have a really hard time continuing to work on that project and i've actually uh ended ended uh relationships with clients because they they just wouldn't allow me to 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 do it from my point of view and be an artist in, in what i was doing and and so it just it's something that I knew wasn't ever going to work out, and so I just I ended those relationships. And uh, I think that's it's vitally important um, for you to do that, for you to to find out what your point of view and what your perspective is, and 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 put put it into everything that you do. So when it comes to identifying your core values, then you want to again list. The kind of activities or the things that matter to you, that that you value um, in your life. Again, things like family and friends and faith are going to probably be at the top of that list. But when you get beyond that, you want to get into work-related type activities or or things um, that are related that most other people would think of as work. But to you, it, it doesn't necessarily come across that way. Uh, and and is is again related to to your career and so forth. All right, so go ahead and write down five to seven of those things. All right, last but not least is your vision, and vision is about you seeing what's possible. Tony Robbins uh, has a really good way of putting putting it, and he talks about it in terms of leadership. But he says a good leader. Sees things the way they are, so they see reality. They see thing. They see things the way they could be, which is uh, part a part of vision. And then they see how to actually turn what is into what could be. And vision is being able to see what could be and and the path from where things are to what could be. Uh, and so you want to try and identify things that you have a vision for where you see a particular problem with the thing way things are and you see a path to what they could be and you feel emotionally driven to to facilitate and 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 change things from what they are to what they could be my friend michael sky of visionforce.com uh says that vision is a natural result of making a stand. So when you uh, stand for your highest values, the things that matter to you the most, then vision is the natural result of that. And so again, having identified a lot of the things that you're passionate about, that matter to you, uh, and so forth, you should kind of start begin to fee- feel what it is that 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 matters to you, and what kind of stand you can take. Uh, and and so you just want to think about, uh, when it comes to your vision, the, the different types of activities and things that you can, uh, that, that, that you feel compelled to take a stand for that you feel kind of a vision and, uh, uh, for, and that, that, that are so uh, important to you and you're so emotionally connected to that you want to change them from what is to what could be. And, And you want to help identify uh, those, those kind of activities. Uh, again, for me, it, it's, it's kind of, there's a couple things. One, it's, as I mentioned before, artistry. That's one of the things that I really value. Uh, and so making a stand for artistry, I talk about it a lot. Um, it's something that I, again, have turned down clients or ended relationships with clients for. Uh, and so I, I just see when I, when I make that kind of stand, what I really see is, um, You know, being a developer and being a service provider who gives my clients much more than they ask for, way more. That I'm so, I'm so uh, passionate about the details that I go far beyond what they could ever imagine or what they could ever think. And so there's never any possibility of them not being happy. Now I have to, I have to uh, set things up with a, each each client in a very specific way to make that happen and sometimes that doesn't always work sometimes it's my fault sometimes it's their fault sometimes it's just uh, a nature of the way we work together but that's also why i'm really picky about who uh, i work with and and i i turn down most of the projects because i know that i won't be able to deliver on the level that i want to deliver on if i take a project that doesn't meet all of kind of my other criteria and so, again, you just want to think about those kind of things and think about the things that the activities and the things that matter to you in that kind of way where you're so passionate about it that you're willing to, to die for it uh, and that you're you're willing to lose money in order to do it the way that you think it should be done. Uh, and again, you want to identify kind of work-related activities that get you feeling that way and get you seeing those kinds of things. All right, so go ahead and write down five to seven of those types of activities. All right, so assuming you've gotten those written down and you now should have in front of you four pages or or four different lists that relate to your talents, your passions, uh, your vision, and your values. And what you want to do is you want to take a look at all of the different activities on each of those lists and you want to search for common denominators. You wanna search for things you wanna search for activities that show up on all of those different lists and now they may not be written exactly the same you know they may not be you know a hundred percent exactly the same, but they're 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 kind of they're all kind of related and so to give you an example um for me, it is uh if I were to kind of look at my core value proposition and 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 what it is that that I do. Then it is building things that help other people in a very artistic way, built on good ideas that go so far and above what my client could ever expect or ever want or ever imagine, imagine happening. That uh, that I'm by far and away the best at uh, at doing that particular thing. And so when I see this is these are the things that matter to me and I see that I look at all of the different things that I could do that fit all of those different criteria, it's really clear to me. And that's why the only thing I do is build membership sites um, that are powered using Wishlist Member. And it's a function of circumstances that I happen to work at the company, and I'm passionate about the the software. I was a customer of the software before I was... Uh, um, uh, worked there but and that's that's part of the reason why I'm so passionate about this particular product because you have to understand it seems silly that it's like okay this one product like why it doesn't make sense but if you know the story it does and it's because at the time that I discovered this software I was doing freelance work for clients and I had clients wanting me to build them membership sites and it was there was no good solutions in the market it was very frustrating and I saw just how terrible all the other solutions were. I saw just how frustrating it was. And I also saw what was possible for people who have a real gift to give to the world. People who can really change other people's lives by building a an ongoing membership site that allowed those people to have continuing access to uh, that information and the gift that that artist had to give, I saw how frustrating it was for that artist to to find the technology to actually make that happen, and so I emotionally connect with that. I have a family of artists. My dad's you know a painter, a, a, a drawer, a, a drawer and painter. My brother does paintings. You know my mom is uh, does a lot of horse work. I come from an environment of creative people and so it, I just emotionally connect with their frustration of trying to give their gift to the world but they can't get the technology to do it in a way that allows them to create an al- a livelihood around them giving their gift to the world. And so I felt that emotionally and when I discovered this product, Wishlist Member, it it completely changed all that. Because it actually freaking worked. And it worked in a way uh, that made it really super simple to do the kind of thing that I was trying to do for these people. And so, again, I emotionally... I mean, you can probably hear it. I emotionally connect with that. And so, once I kind of figured out that I needed to orient orient my business around the thing that I was very emotionally connected to, it became clear that all I needed to be doing, all I should be doing was building these kinds of sites for uh these kinds of membership sites using the software that I have an emotional connection to, and then I'm just particular about who I work with I have to really i have to really connect with the artist and the person that's building the site and what they're giving to the world it has to I have to understand it and connect with it. Otherwise, it becomes really difficult. There's things that I couldn't do. There are membership sites I couldn't build, even if it was with with Wishlist Member, because I just don't connect with the idea and and the gift that's being given. And I I don't take those projects. And so, again, allowing me to do that, it makes me emotionally invested in that person's business and that person's uh, what they're doing. It makes it so much easier for me to to do the things that matter to me, which is to build them something that helps the people that they're trying to help and them. It allows them to create a business around them giving their gift and do it in a way that I'm so emotional about the details and so emotionally connected to what we're doing that I go way far and beyond uh what what anyone would expect in terms of, of, of delivery and, and and actually building the site. And that that is ultimately how you get put into a category of one. Nobody can compete with me on an emotional level like that. I, I mean, I would make that bet with anyone that no one is more emotionally invested in the my client's success than I am. Once I'm connected with what it is that they're doing or if i am connected with what they're doing no one's more no other developer could be more emotionally invested than i am and so that puts me in a in a category of one and then as a result of that i spend all of my life trying to figure this out trying to make their lives easier trying to help them you know be more profitable be able to give more of their gift be able to connect on a deeper level uh, that's my entire life and so not only is it that I'm more emotionally invested but skill-wise I end up being a lot more skilled uh than 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 any other developer out there so that's where you want to get and it really is an internal process you really have to have the courage to do it you know I uh when I did my five stages video I released it on my personal Facebook page too because I felt like um I know a lot of uh, my family and friends who are working jobs they don't really like. They're not following their passion. And I wanted to maybe introduce some of them to the idea of, of choosing to follow their passion as opposed to doing what's practical. And one of the responses that I got was someone had said that they liked watching the videos and that they hoped one day they would be smart enough to be able to, to to work at home and do the kind of thing that I do. And my response to that was, it's not about intelligence, because it's not. I'm not a super smart person. I'm average, <laughs> I'm of average intelligence. You know, there's nothing I do that is like super <laughs> smart or intelligent <laughs> by any means. Uh, in fact, I know people who think I'm dumb and, and, in some ways they're probably right. It's not about intelligence. What it is about is courage. The courage to go that deep with yourself, to invest yourself that emotionally into your business and into what it is you're doing and to And with other people and what they're doing. To be able to create that kind of deep connection. That's what really sets you apart. That's what your brand should be built around. That's what your business should be built around. That's what you should be doing uh, on a daily basis. Is the thing that lights your fire inside. But it takes courage to be able to open yourself up in that way. So ultimately the thing that's holding you back. If you feel held back from from living the life that you want to live to to doing this in the way that you want to do it it's not intelligence it's not learning another php function it's not understanding responsive web design it's not any of that what it is is courage finding the courage to dive head dive in head first to emotionally invest in in yourself really and believing in yourself Uh, To the point that that you're you're willing to give everything that you have to something. That's ultimately what it's about. And that's what a good brand is. Uh, Especially a good personal brand. Is one that is built around your emotional investment. Because everything else will take care of itself when you're emotionally invested at that level. (laughs) Alright. So enough of the psychology <laughs> lesson for the day but again truly i <laughs> i believe everything uh there i've lived it um it's why i do this right now i mean right now i'm dead sick with the flu but i it, still i just want to get on here and do this i could i feel like i could do this every single day of my life uh share this stuff with you guys and so uh, again i'm just emotionally invested in it and when you do that it just completely changes your life so yes it's a little uh um you know psychological rant um but it really does work it really does make that much of a difference when you dive in like that so i encourage you to do that really put the effort into the four steps that i've covered here uh and and hopefully uh, i'm positive it'll make the same kind of difference in your life uh that it did in mine so Get out there and do it. And again, thanks for listening to the podcast. All right. So if you want to uh, see all of the past episodes of the podcast, you can head over to johnmorrisonline.com slash show. You'll also be able to find the link to this podcast and the different show notes that are available uh, as well as any downloads and so forth that are available for the show. Also, if you want to subscribe, you can head on over there, johnmorrisonline.com slash show. And you'll be able to see all the links for where you can subscribe on iTunes, on your phone, on your tablet, your computer, whatever, wherever you want to uh, subscribe to the show. If you'd like to connect with me, you can find me on Facebook, facebook.com slash John Online, on Twitter at JP Morris, uh, and also on Google Plus, plus.google.com slash plus sign and John Morris Online. And you'll be able to find me there. All right. So again, Thanks for listening to this episode and I'll talk to you next time.